Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to That Other Masonic Podcast. My name is Todd Whaley, and I'm here with Jared Atkins. What's up, bro? And we are at Bethlehem Lodge 574 in the beautiful town of Bird's Eye, Indiana. That's right. And we're glad to have you listen to us today, because we both had a face for radio. <laughs> That's my joke. <laughs> there you go. I'll give you a little laugh feedback. You know, my uh, my wife's got an uncle who works as a station manager for one of the radio stations down here, Bill Potter. Oh, yeah. Whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 time out, time out. Bill Potter's Jill's uncle. No way. Yeah. Wow, I didn't yeah, know Yeah, her that. mom is in him, her brother and sister. Really? Yeah. And I always joke with him, Bill's got a great speaking voice, much better. Oh, he's, he's, he's has the voice yeah, for radio, much, definitely. Much better voice than me. And I always make a joke for him. Hey, there's old Bill Potter. Got the face for radio. And he cracks up every time. I think he just, you know, made me feel, better, made me feel good now. Because I've said it a hundred times, but... I didn't know that. Seriously, yeah, yeah, Bill Potter. Bill Potter. I'll be, I'll be dipped. Yeah, Bill Potter. He, uh, he has been one of the nicest people to me ever since I met him. Just he's a phenomenal human being. Free, the always friendly to see me. Never in a bad mood. Always give me encouragement. In anything I ever do. That that'd be a man right there to make a good mason. Well, him being a, a devout Catholic, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's just talk about a little bit of religion. I'm, I'm Catholic, but here I am. Well, I'm, I'm baptized Catholic, but I kind of went back and forth Baptist to Catholic several times in my life. My mom was raised Baptist. My dad was raised Catholic. They got married. We kind of bounced back and forth, depending on what mood they were in back then. I don't know what was going on, but I just went wherever the car went. You know what I mean? There Saturday you go, morning, yeah. Where are we going today? I don't know. Hey, we're going to Flat River, but... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's talk about religion and masonry. Okay. I mean... I've I've been asked several times by members of my fa- friends and family, is Freemasonry a religion? We are not a religion. No. Well, what what part does religion take in Freemasonry? The belief in that a higher deity, right? And you have to trust and believe in a higher deity. If you if you cannot profess a belief and a faith in a deity, in and of itself, then you are not fit to be. To be carried through to the degrees of masonry. Okay, now here's a little so, something brought me up one time. Asked me about this one time. A guy who was pretty new, but in you know I wasn't anything. I wasn't you know brand new then, but I wasn't really a, a seasoned mason. What if a guy has a belief in Satan? So are you asking me what? Okay, okay. So I'll tell you what. I mean, I'll, he, I'll hit this. He believes us in a singular supreme being. Now, it's not the one we all follow, blah, it, blah, but blah. But it's his deity that he believes in. Right. Um, see, here, see that's, that's, that's a tricky question where you got a pins and needles it everywhere, walk on eggshells. Uh, unfortunately, in his mind, that's his deity, and that's, that's great that – I shouldn't say that's great. That's great that he has a deity that he believes in. Unfortunately, that's the one he believes in. Uh, he's still not – I don't think he would be admitted to any lodges. Uh, I don't think so either. No. But I mean, technically, he's that's that's a slippery <laughs> slope, dude. Right. That's oh, it's it's very slippery and everything. But now, I have talked to the guys before who say they are Satanists. They're not Masons. They're just guys I've, I've met around the, around the years of my life, and they said it's not that I worship Satan. Is that I just don't believe in anything in Christianity. He's like, I believe, each their own. he's like, I believe there's a spirit out there. He said, the only thing that, the only way I can categorize it is by saying I'm a Satanist. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a believer in a God. 
I'm a believer in everything opposite. I'm like, okay, I kind of see your point. I don't do it. I would never do it, whatever. Isn't that basically the same as being an atheist? Uh, yeah, atheists don't believe in any kind of spirit of higher power. He These believes, guys are just believes, believing the devil's the higher power. Well, not, not definitely. He said not necessarily even the devil. It's something bigger than that. Hmm. You know, I'm like, well, okay. I, I, I've, I've read some things in about the incubuses and stuff like that. And you know, now I can now I can't like, stop hearing "Wish You Were Here" by Incubus. <laughs> and as soon as you said that, yeah, no kidding. Okay. And I mean, I've read some stuff into it because I like to learn all kinds of stuff. I don't want to know just one thing. I want to learn all of it. And they say, okay, well, who invented if there is a if there is a God out there, a good God, you know, Christian God, like, who invent who made him? And okay, you're thinking too much into it, but I got okay. told that in religion class when I was a fifth grader because I was, you know, uh, baptized and raised Catholic, and uh, I was like, it's, I'm not saying I don't believe. I'm like, but everything stops and starts. Everything has a beginning. Like, who made God? And they're like, you're thinking too much into this. You know, we as human beings believe everything has a starting and stopping point. So it's hard to us to believe that something's always there. This is what I was told as an 11-year-old kid. You're thinking too much. I'm like, no, I'm not. It's a simple question. Who made God? Like, God made Jesus and God made the world and people, but, like, who made God? Anyways. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're still thinking too much. Into it. <laughs> that and was everything. my thought as a fifth grader in 1998. Who made God? That's... <laughs> that was a year out of high school by then. Okay. But. Um, but also, like, what if the guy said Santa Claus was his supreme being? You know, I mean, stuff like that. I still don't think that would work, even I, though that's definitely a lighter, a very lighter, happier deity to believe in. When you sit around and discuss, guys, have a few drinks, discuss the Freemasons, like that, stuff like this comes up. And, like, I always tell everybody, it's not wrong to discuss this. No. It's good to get out there, get your ideas out there. I mean, as long as you're believing in a supreme being, as most of us do, 99.9% .9 of us do. You're fine, but it, it's okay to discuss stuff like this. But as far as religion, we don't talk about religion in Lodge. We don't ask what religion you are. No. You know, we did, did your petition say what religion do you belong to? Mine did. Mine asked, do I believe in a supreme being, which I checked yes. It didn't say what church I went to. It didn't ask you what, how many times a week I go to church. I filled out a petition in June of 2007. It's hard to think back that far. Oh, 2002, so. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, it's and people people get confused with religion because they we say we use the Bible, and right. we do. We, our Bible is open on our altar for every meeting, and it's not a Masonic Bible; it's a King James Bible with Masonic, you know, overtones on it, basically. But it's still the same Bible as every most every other church uses. You know, one of my favorite stories, not to cut you off, but you know what I'm going with this is our secretary. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Todd's over here flailing his arm like, cut me off again. <laughs> uh, our secretary is a well-versed traveler in this fraternity. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was part of uh, Set in the East uh, or was senior deacon for a degree last year where uh, they initiated a uh, a, a Muslim-American mm -hmm. yeah. on the Quran. Mm -hmm. And he said that there was uh, pushback from certain people saying that wasn't allowed, and it said nowhere in there. Mm -hmm. He had the choice to have his version of the Bible. That's the Quran. Yes, and there is certain passages in the Quran that need to be open for each degree. And you know what? And, and I'm, as far a, as I'm okay Torah, with that. I'm fine. I've been to lodges where they've had four different different Bibles on the on the altar. They don't sit. They kind of need. They don't set them all up like we do. Take the Bible out there, unfold it, open it up, put the square covers on there. They just put a sheet on it. They set everything up beforehand. They put like a, a dark sheet over it. Then when they go to open lodge. 
Brother Senior Deacon, we display three great lights, just pulls that sheet off. Because it would take forever. I would think it, I, I'm I'm personally, honestly, and uh, I'm not trying to ruffle feathers. And uh, I, me and Todd keep a very, very square tongue on this podcast as a verse to my other one. Uh, I'm not trying to be a dick or nothing, but uh, I think it would be kind of a dick move to make a guy take his obligation on a Bible that he didn't. He you know, he, he believes in an, uh, he believes in a higher power and, and a good and and uh, merciful deity. It's just it would it's Allah in that case. Yeah. And it's it's uh, the current like I, I would find that be kind of hypocritical to tell him, well, you have to take it on an American Christian. But no, that yeah. is absolutely not OK with now. Me. There have been some instances where they didn't necessarily know the guy was a Muslim. I mean, well, I mean, that's and, one thing. If he doesn't speak up and announce that or ask if he can have, that's one thing. But, like, yeah. to make him do, if, if he requests to be taking his obligation on a Quran versus a Holy Bible and they deny him that, like, I yeah. have a problem yeah, with that. Yeah, that's a problem with there. But the guy said, well, okay, this will be fine for now. So the next time I'll bring one. Yeah, yeah. If you guys don't want to get one, I'll bring one. And that's, if that's okay with you guys, I mean, it was, I'm sure it was fine with him. Yeah, there's lodges in Indianapolis. They have three or four Bibles open on their altar for anybody. I mean, because I've sat in lodges with Muslims and Jews and even Sikhs. I mean, the Sikh, you got the you know, turban guys. Yeah, yeah. And those guys are the only ones allowed to wear their wear a hat, a head covering in lodge because they're Sikh. That's part of their religion. You know, they can't take it off or you know, damn near anything as far as I know. I don't think they can. I mean, they even wear it in the military and police, stuff like that, if they're a Sikh. Which I have absolutely no problem with any religion out there. I what is it the with same. the uh, what is it with the Jewish community there? That's the uh, Yamaka. It's called no, no the 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 their version of the Bible. It's called the uh, the Torah. The Torah. That's yeah, right. And all, the it Torah. Is, all it is is really the Old Testament. Yeah, I mean, could not remember what that was yeah, called. The, the Torah. Torah. Yeah, I mean, in it's basically just the Old Testament. I mean, King Solomon everything's in the Old Testament. Basically, all the Freemasons. You know me. I love good King Solomon talk. Uh, you know, but basically, the Old Testament's all King Solomon. That's where King Solomon's at, just the, before Jesus, basically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah, I'm no biblical scholar. Don't get me wrong. I've read it. I've read the Bible a couple times, and it's it's neat and all. But you know, I don't remember most of it. I just read it to be reading it. You know, that's why I was broke and poor and everything else to do. <laughs> My favorite quote about the Bible is, uh, and I. <laughs> I don't know why this has always stuck with me, but when uh, Joaquin Phoenix did the Johnny Cash biopic, Walk the Line, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, fun fact, just a just a full thirty second diversion here, there has <coughs> never been anybody more qualified to play Johnny Cash than what Joaquin Phoenix did in the early two thousands and Walk the Line. Like he nailed the look, the talk, it just. But anyways, how that. <laughs> What I'm getting at is Anyways. his brother, his brother uh, in the movie. No, no. Yeah, it, John, Johnny Cash's brother in the movie goes, oh, Jack. yeah, Jack, Jack goes, well, how am I supposed to help people if I'm a preacher if I can't tell them what Bible story to read? Because he's always talking about reading the Bible front to back. Right. And I don't know why that it just always stuck with me. It just always did. Like literally for whatever you're going through or need at the moment, there's a story in the Bible for it. There is, you know, but like about the Bible is very interpretive. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's why we have all the different, you know, Christian sects because everybody's going to follow the rules they want to follow. You know what I mean? <laughs> have you ever looked at our Masonic Bibles laid on the altar next to a, just a regular Holy Bible? Not really. I mean, the only thing really different in them 
is all the you know King, the pictures of King Solomon's Temple. There wasn't that. there wasn't no like hidden point there. It was just me. That was basically me asking you: Is there how big of a difference there was? There, as far as wording goes, none. I mean, a King James Bible is a King James Bible across the world. Well, I guess that's true. But now there, there's different versions of the Bible. Don't get me wrong; there is. I mean, you got the King James and. I don't know what the other ones are. Yeah. I just know King James Bible, but that's the only one I've ever known of. So as far as all the religion I've been through, but I mean, what? If, but as far as religion, yeah, we're all you know we believe in God, but we don't talk about you know what's right and what's wrong in the world. That's a general misconception. So to give everybody listening, whenever they hear this, yeah. I can say we're live all we want, but technically we're not live. We're not but live, uh, yeah. I always use that terminology. Uh, tonight, when I text you and like, hey, are we going to go ahead and record tonight? And you're like, sure. And I'm like, oh, crap. I have no format. Me and you have nothing. And I, I make the joke that I'm, you know, we're both co-hosts, but I'm the uh, executive producer and Todd's the uh, head of creative, content <laughs> creator there. Yeah. But uh, I went ahead and printed Whoa. off just a couple of things, and one of the one of the articles I bypassed and didn't print off was about religion and masonry, and that's a common misconception with people that think that either one we sit in here and we worship the devil, or two we sit in here and we talk about how we can continue to bring Christianity to the forefront of the world and completely dominate everything, and neither one of those things is accurate. Farthest from the truth. Farthest from the truth. I mean, as far as, the, the, you know, like I said, I've sat in lives with Christians, Muslims, Jews, uh, whatever whatever other religions are out there that believe is in a one singular. Now, there's some religions, like there's some Indian religions that have multiple gods that they all pray to. Well, those are the ones that, you know, I don't know. There's certainly no thing to join lodge or not. Ancient Greece times and Roman times but, must but, have been lit, dude, because they had a <laughs> god for this and a god for that. And- yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> And all the orgies, but um, <laughs> but I mean, I don't I mean I'm not a real super religious person, but I mean I'm not a, a, you know the, theologian and like that. Somebody who studies all religions. I mean, it's this. I mean, this I, is. I just wonder what religions are. You know, not far as Christian, but you know, religions now. You know, like far as Buddhists or whatever. I don't know, but you know, which of them have a singular being that. You know, what religions can join Freemasonry because they believe they're a supreme being? I mean, we know, we know Judaism, Christianity, Muslim, Islam, whatever you want to call it. But in, you know, Sikh, but what are some of those Indian religions or, some of those, or um, Chinese or Oriental, if you want to say it that way? It might sound a little racist, see, Oriental. That's not but, racist. But, you mean it in a good term. I mean, it's not. But what, you know, what religions do they have that's a, one singular deity? That's so, speaking of that. Something you just said that just just really gathered me. Like, who would be allowed to join? It's hard for me to think that there's actually people out there who are not allowed to be a part of a fraternity as great as this. And that's yeah. Todd's pulling out the Google machine. <laughs> we don't have to. Um, okay, Todd's Todd's searching all fill time. So <laughs> today on that other Masonic podcast. No, not this one. Not that one. The other one. Okay, fill time some more. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Monotheism is what I'm thinking of. Say that three times real fast. Monotheistic. Monotheistic. I don't know how to say shit. He botched it. Epic fail. 
Monotheism means belief in one God, basically. Mono, singular, belief in one God. And the three, the three religions of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam readily fit, readily fit the definition of monotheism, which is to worship one God while denying the existence of other gods. So that's a three, but I'm sure there's more of them out there that believe in this one singular God. But you know it, on that. it is funny that that you decided that we were just going to start off on this and we might make a full episode out. You could definitely make a full episode out of this whether oh, we God. do or not, you, you know, but like it we are not a religion, but everything we do in this is so innate and it's all interwoven around a belief in a singular higher power. Right. And to give you an idea, um so, uh, you know, I switched careers six months ago. Mm-hmm. And I work for my best friend now. I work for two of my best friends now. I work for one best friend whose boss, his boss, is our other best friend. I technically work for both of them now. I'm making money in in both camps. And uh, w- there was a period of time uh, during the summer where they're like, hey, we need you in the office to to – to send this particular email at eight o'clock every night without fail. I'm like, that's not going to happen because I travel a lot for Freemasonry. And then questions were started to ask. And I'm like, look, this is important to me because it has helped me become a better person myself. And it has vast in my exact words, I can show you the text on my phone right now. It has vastly improved my relationship with, (coughs) with quote, my God. Mm -hmm. And there, and I'm like, and then you you say something like that and people think it's a religion. It is not a religion, but this has helped me improve my relationship with my God and better myself because we're so interwoven with religion in this fraternity. Right. I mean, basically everything that comes from Freemasonry comes from the Bible, in other words. I mean, they use a lot of the allegories and teaching from the Bible while using Freemasonry. My favorite thing to do is ask Todd, Todd, what is Freemasonry? His <laughs> Every time you, you ask Todd Whaley, what is Freemasonry? Every, no, it generally starts out, well, Freemasonry is a, is a course on in moral instruction and moral allegory, like every time. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something, something like that. I mean, I find a new definition every week on it, but Freemasonry is what Freemasonry is. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's what you want it to be. Do you want it to be a better relationship to God, well, or do you want it to be a better relationship with man, your family? Yourself, yourself. I mean, it's we, you're trying to make a perfect, perfect temple, you know, perfect stone out of your body. Which Freemasonry, that's what Freemasonry teaches us to do, is you make ourselves as living stones. Basically, we want to perfect those stones. Well, what's going to make you perfect? Is it just having straight edges and good shoulders and a good body? No. Well, there's more to it than that. No, you, you got to work on your mind, your body, your relationships. Fit, making it all as one. You, know, you, you got to work on your relationship with your family, with your wife, with your kids, you know, and in your relationship with God at the same time. I mean, it can't, I mean, to be perfect is very hard to do. I mean, I ain't been a perfect person yet in my life. I know that. I'm nowhere near it. I mean, I got all that rough edges on me still. <laughs> okay, so so let's flip this 180 then. So... How often are you approached by people who aren't Masons asking you questions about Masonry? Recently? Well, I shouldn't say how often, but like I it, it does happen. Yeah, it does happen. 
Do you ever get people that simply look at you and go, well, I've heard some not so flattering things oh, about yeah. this place? Oh, yeah. You see, uh, you hear it all the time. I hear you guys, you know, sacrifice a goat for every meeting. No, so, so, so here's my question to you. So expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Goats aren't cheap, lady. You go check the price on them, but. I love goat cheese, by the way. Just putting that out there. Nice. Oh, God. Anyways. Nice here. <laughs> so, uh, goat's good eating. Just kidding. Uh, but seriously, though, so if. If you're say you're approached by somebody and they look to you and be like, "Well, Todd, that sounds great, but I heard all you guys do is you know sacrifice goats and uh, eat baby children, and you guys just you know burn dark candles in the lodge room and you worship." Like, how how are you handling that when you're knowing you? I mean, you're not going to fire back some smart aleck response. You want to? I want to. Yes, I but do. you handle it in a in a very well, masonic brotherly way like you, you learn the inner previous charge is not to uh enter into argument with people who through ignorance may ridicule it and you say well you okay you say well if you believe that then okay what do you mean it's like well i'm not going to change your mind no matter what nothing i, I say, say is going to change your mind i mean i could give you our ritual but if you read through it and you would still think there's something else you're not telling me everything Where's the missing pages about abducting the, you know, the blood from the virgins? I like. I had a friend I grew up with. He, he thinks adamantly that we're running the world. I'm just not high enough on the, on the food chain to know everything. If we're running the world, in all honesty, if we're running the world, <laughs> can somebody call the head guy in charge and tell him I need a pay bump? Yeah, no kidding. Seriously. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're not the Illuminati here, and I get tired of getting all the Illuminati crap, but. But yeah, I mean, oh man, I get questioned about that all the time, dude. I mean, and yeah, there. I mean, I've I've gotten emails and text messages from people join the Illuminati, become rich and powerful. Oh yeah, I get those on Facebook. I got one just sick like four months ago. It's yeah. in my Facebook Messenger, and I just put an LOL reaction, yeah. and they blocked me. I'm like, well, send me a petition. We'll send us ten thousand dollars. I can send you crap, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But you know, basically, I'm not going to argue with somebody who has their mind made up. It's not worth my my breath to do that. An irreligious libertine, a madman, or a fool, or a fool. Now, if somebody wants to kill me, hey, what's Freemasonry all about? Like, I had a a dad of a guy who's uh, joined over at Jasper Line Lodge over there, and he came at me and asked me, "Are you a Freemasonry?" And I never, I was, yeah, I'm a Freemason. He goes, "What is it?" And I go, "Well, what do you want to know for?" I mean, I know Steve, I know this guy for years. And he's, I know he's probably 95% sure he's Catholic, you know, but I don't know how religious he is, but his son joined Lodge because he worked with a Mason and wanted to join it. I go, what do you want to know? Well, my son joined. I don't know what Lodge he joined. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't. He's kind of being hush-hush about it and everything. I don't know what's going on with it. I said, well, basically, we're just a fraternity of men who are like mind and who want, who want to try to make the world better by teachings that we learned through Freemasonry, which basically come out of the Bible. And we use the architecture, architecture tools like squares, compasses, you know, plumb bobs, levels, everything, to kind of use those as symbols way of teaching stuff. That's an excellent way to I handle mean, that's that question. basically all we are. We're the fraternity, like the moose, the elks, the eagles, lions. We're all just one big giant fraternity. Those man. KFC boys. Not, not Kentucky Fried Chicken, hey, Knights of Columbus. Knights of Columbus is a good organization no matter what, I mean, they help out a lot of people who are Catholic, but they still help out a lot of people. It's a good organization. I just don't belong to it. 
No, I'm not I've dogging been, them. I've been asked to join them, and I said, well, amazing. That could be a problem. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> but I digress. But um, I always you know, joke anytime I sit at Line Lodge in Jasper because the way that building sometimes creaks, you know, and the the limbs will rattle off the side of the building since the KFC is just like literally a block away. Basically, yeah, I'm always like, that's a that's those Knights of Columbus boys trying to break in here and see what's <laughs> going on, and it always gets a room full of laughter. Well, did you ever hear the story about the uh, guy who was a uh, – he worked for an oil company. He's over in the Middle East somewhere. I don't know exactly where at. But he uh, worked in the oil fields all day and everything, and, hey, nice lodge night. So they had, they had a little lodge. For all the Americans, they started a lodge over there. And, and I don't give me particulars because I don't know. Yeah. This may just be a story somebody made up. But he was a, he got home, ate there in his family, you know, say goodbye to them with the lodge, and they're in the middle of the lodge meeting, and a bunch of uh, let's say terrorists, but guys who were Muslims, busted in with guns and masks on and everything, and they wouldn't know what was going on. I mean, because they it was Freemasons joining here. It's you know illegal in this whatever they thought it should be illegal. It wasn't illegal in the country. They'd probably Kuwait or something like that. I don't know. But he said everybody sitting there frozen solid. You know what would you want to do? And, they, the the guys with the guns start talking in you know whatever language they speak. One guy he knew that language said they're asking where the women are at. They wonder where the women are at. They wonder where the money's at. Where's all the alcohol at? They wouldn't know where all the stuff is at. My eyeballs are like his biggest saucers right now. And he's like well, they 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 want to know where all the bad stuff is at. We're doing. <laughs> and he's like, we don't do that here. And I, I don't know if anything happened past that, but, you know, that's just the end of the story. And the story, I think the story they ended up leaving, not everybody ever get or something like that. I don't really remember. But, you know, in some countries, being a Mason is, a, is illegal. I think Iran or Iraq, it's illegal to be a Mason. It's illegal to do lots of things there. You know, in some, in some Middle Eastern countries, even some of the Eastern Bloc countries, and Russia for a long time, it was illegal to be a Mason during the whole communist thing. I think China, China may have Freemasonry. I ain't sure on that. But, you know, most communist countries, they don't want Freemasonry because that's a lot of free thinking ideas. You know, and that's. What's wrong with free thinking and forward thinking? Well, if you're in communism, they want you to think how they think. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the political side of that other Masonic podcast. We're not doing that stuff (laughs) because no one wins discussing politics. I'll tell you that right now. But at the same time, I forget where I was even going with on this. But I interrupted. I mean, we don't we don't discuss politics in here. I mean, I can tell you right now, I don't know what political party anybody in this lodge belongs to. No idea. Never asked them. Oh, I can venture guesses. Oh yeah, I can venture a guess. <laughs> but just judged by the appearance of some. Which we're, <laughs> we're also taught not to judge by appearances, and and that's not a Masonic thing. That's a life thing. Yeah, but, but I mean, I've never asked them. I never really cared. Because you know, I'm not going to lose a friend because they voted Republican or Democrat. I'm just, I don't care. Yeah, you know, we have different beliefs. Me, my, me and my parents, my sisters, we have, I mean, we're all, you know, basically the same, the same political party, but we have completely different ideas. I laugh if you tell me a story of you and Jill voted for opposing presidents during an election. We probably did. I don't know. <laughs> I never, but think about it, I never asked her how she votes. I don't care. And, and really, <laughs> you know? it doesn't really matter. No. I mean, she goes in and votes. I go in and vote. And 
right? We voted. We get to we get to bitch bone and complain now like everybody else. That's the way I look at it. But you know, I don't. We don't talk about uh, politics or religion inside the Blue Lodge, which saves a lot of headaches and arguments. You know. But okay, let's get off the religion thing now. Oh yeah, because it's a dead end street. I mean, yeah, we are religious to a point, but we're not. I told you you was driving the boat for this one. We say we're religious to a point, but we're not nailed down by a hundred percent. No, we still we still have our own ideas. But it's free. We we're, we don't have to all believe in the same thing, basically. But it's a huge driving part, the yes. largest part of it is a big part of yeah. it. But it's not the only part. No, of it. not at all. It's. It's many moving parts. You see, the, the Pope or whoever else is in charge isn't in charge of us, basically. We don't answer them like that. That might be the wrong thing to say, but... No, but people but, people know what you mean. Yeah, we're not we're, we're not nailed down by any religion. We're not... We, we're just not religion. We're not all Baptists. We're not all Pentecost. We're not all this, that, and the other. We're, we're, we come from all different religious backgrounds. Right. And even in the Bible, actually, it tells us that, you know, you find, find a faith that fits you, you know... I don't know the exact wording, so don't take away my ritualist pen. <laughs> I wish I had one of those. Yeah, I don't yet. I should, but I don't. I never signed up for it. But um, but let's, let's let's get off there. Let's go with Masonic etiquette. Like we originally were going to start about, but then I changed my mind. Again, we we planned to record this weekend, and uh, we just we could not decide what we were going to go. So we're flying by the seat of our pants. We do. It, we got a, a couple of one. We've done by seat of our pants. <laughs> yeah, eventually we'll get good at what we do. Yeah, but let's go with Masonic, Masonic etiquette. And the big one I always tell everybody about Masonic etiquette, and my, and this is what I was told: when you go in the lodge, speak loud enough where everybody can hear you. And that's there's two reasons for that. And I figured out I wasn't told this, but I figured out over time that you, but. You speak loud enough for everybody to hear you because you have nothing to hide in this room. Okay, plus, if two guys have had a private conversation over here and I didn't discuss what we're talking about on the floor, that's a big, you know, big distraction. So if I if I can hear what you're saying over here, then I'm going to tell you, hey, if you want to talk in front of everybody, I'm going to be like a teacher. If you got something to say, stand up and say it in front of everybody. <laughs> you know, but... Even there at my obligation, I was loud. They said, wow, you really belted out there. Well, I was told, speak loud enough for everybody can hear. Don't whisper it. Don't be scared to be heard. You know, that's a lot of guys. They're scared to be heard. They're scared to hurt feelings. They're scared that guys might think differently of them for doing it. Brother, I, I was, brother I was, senior warden, <laughs> it is my will and pleasure. The Bethlehem Yeah, there, like that. Been there before. No, it's like. Brother, senior warden, it is yeah. will and pleasure of the worshipful master in the east. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, be out there and be heard. Like like I said, at Howard Lodge, the last podcast, I talked about Howard Lodge. They have a gigantic lodge room with tall ceilings and balconies and everything. To, it echoes. It, yeah, kind of it echoes. But to be heard by the senior warden, you have to really open up your mouth and let it out. Or they're not going to hear you. I mean, they even, like I said, Oakland City. And obviously, not real big lodge. They got real tall ceilings, but that's not a real big lodge. Lodge room. I mean, it's good size, but it's not huge. Not like Sky Shride or something like that. But the master had a microphone up there, so everybody could hear him. I'm like, well, that makes sense, I guess. I mean, but I've always said, if you are going to be an orator, somebody who talks out like that, you need to speak loud enough where everybody can hear you. Exactly. 
You know, in hundred percent. I went to my niece's play a couple weeks ago up there in Tipton. They did Matilda the musical up there, and everybody on stage had a microphone. You know, ear, mouthpiece, everything like that. And I know for a fact that that auditorium we had in my old high school is very acoustically sound. I mean, you could be sitting on the uh, on the middle of the stage and talk normally, and you could be heard in the back. I keep thinking, why aren't they just teaching these kids? Because it's all about teaching acting and anything about theater or something like that why aren't they teaching them to like i've heard a lot of you know, actors from broadway say speak to the exit lights don't talk to the front row talk to the back row you know why aren't they teaching that to be loud and to put that kind that's of very well it? put actually speak to the exit lights yeah. and that's what i've always tried to do every every degree i've ever participated in, i want to make sure everyone can hear me speak Clearly, even though I mumble, I got sound like I got a mouthful of marbles ninety five percent of my life. That's just that northern Indiana draw. You got a southern accent, in now, northern I, Indiana. That's I grew impressive. up in southeast Missouri, so I got a lot going against me as far as speaking goes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you say speak loudly. As far as when you're when you're in lodge, speak loudly and clearly and decisively. I mean, don't you know second guess yourself. We know what you're going to say before you get up and say it. And I'm guilty for that. Get up and say, well, wait a minute. No, how do I want to say this where I don't piss everybody off? Because I'm very good at talking and pissing people off. What are your etiquettes in you? Do you got come? What do you think? Most, one of the most important ones. So we're, we're not just talking lodge room etiquette. We're talking Masonic etiquette in general. Well, no, I mean lodge room, Masonic, whatever you want to talk about. The biggest thing that I, one of the biggest things that I <laughs> preach now is uh, as far as Masonic etiquette goes, is after you become a Master Mason and you're raised and you start wearing the jewelry and the hats and the insignia and you put the logos on your cars, just be mindful of who's watching you at all times because because you might you you're going to be one person in a fraternity of millions. But you're going to be the one that has all the eyes on you when something goes down because you're the one person they see that's got that license plate on your car, that's got that hat on, that's got that T-shirt on, that's got that ring on. You know, be mindful. And they're judging the entire fraternity. Oh, and, they and they're judging the entire fraternity based on you. Right. You know, be mindful of that. Mm hmm Okay. Uh, Another one that I have as far as Masonic etiquette goes is uh, my thing was always uh, do not do not betray the trust of your brothers. If, if, if something is told to you in the lodge room or in the fellowship hall in confidence and it's strictly between you two, you know, obvious things – Included, you know, like oh, yeah. murder, treason. murder. Tre well, yeah, 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 especially. Yeah. But, you know, uh, if you if you leak something that was supposed to stay private between you and one brother, that's an irreparable relationship between you two. And mm -hmm. that's a Masonic offense. it's a Masonic offense. And the other brothers in this room are going to lose their faith in you pretty quickly. Yep. Um, what about you? Well, I mean, we're told to keep our brothers, you know, trust and keep our thieves even in our breast, you know. Uh, whispering good counsel. I don't think a lot. Of, I don't think a lot of guys do that enough. I mean, guys here, like say when you know you got kind of miffed about 
election night. Election night up here and everything. What I tell you, it's like it's not about the position; it's about being the Mason. I mean, you could, but you know, I didn't sit there and yell at you and berate you and everything. No, I just told you, I was like, well, you, you know, yeah, look, it's it's not a year to get better, but at the same time, it's not about the chair, it's not about the position, it's not about the title, it's not about it's about making yourself better. Right. Would another year hurt you in the South? No, no, absolutely not. Is it annoying that they, you know, would have had to just keep everybody here the same year? No. Just so we can cut out of the meeting <laughs> earlier. Which, yeah. You know, <clears throat> that could be it. They could just, maybe they didn't did want to deal with it. Who knows? I wasn't here. I can't do it. If I had been here, we would have voted, I think. Because <laughs> I, I, like I, like I like to have long meetings. I like to have discussions about this. We could have had a three-hour debate about elections for I care. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, I mean, I forget where I was even going. I did it again. It's okay. <laughs> but um, let's talk about lodge etiquette. What's the number one thing they always tell us in lodge? When when participating in lodge, where do you walk? Uh, not between the altar and the master. Yeah, and I've done it. I've done it before. Not a senior deacon, just forgetting where I was at. I've done it once, and I got I got a look and. The look was from my grandfather who was sitting in the east, and yeah. then it, uh, I never did it again. Yeah. Yeah. I did it here recently. I think our last match of Mason I did on accident. Because the lodge was at ease. And even though the lodge was at ease, you're still not supposed to cross in between. Well, yeah. And I did it anyway. And our buddy, um, the nice temper guy, I cannot think of his name. Rob. Rob, yeah. He's like, did you Rob just, Hendricks. Did you just cross acid? No one knows, <laughs> you know. But uh, you should not do that because that's where the master gets all his wisdom from—wisdom and strength from the Bible—and that's where we all get our wisdom strength from. But especially the master, you know. Um, now here's a big one with me, and I know you're guilty of doing this. I never stand. Never stand. I never stand. Sign <laughs> I, and say the phrase we all know you should say. That is a big one with me because. I didn't know this for a long time, but my chaplain, my uh, first three years of being a master, was a past grand high priest. And he was a stickler on Masonic, Masonic etiquette. And he would always, always gripe at us, and you, you didn't do that right. You did. You got to do it this way, this way, and this way, and this way. And I'm like, oh, what's it really matter and everything? And once I got into a little more, I'm like, well, it does kind of make it, make it, little, makes it a little more formal. I am bad about that. Like, you know, I, I occasionally I'll stand to start it, but then I'll sit down, and if the discussion continues going, and I've been quiet for a few minutes, but we're still on the topic that I brought up, I'll just sit there and keep talking. Yeah. But I am bad. I get Todd. Todd gives me looks from across the and yeah, you the see, lodge. You every- see me get up and yeah. address the lodge. I won't sit back down until the discussion done. Because I'm still want to talk about it. I'm still going to do some talking, so I'm going to stand up while I'm doing it. And that's just a big thing I was taught from the very beginning, and it. I can understand if Skinner back there, your deacon, doesn't want to get up and speak. He t- it takes him five minutes. He's to got a bad knee, away. and it's hard for him to get. Yeah, that's a different yeah, story. That, that that's get. excusable. I can excuse that. But a young guy like me or you, younger, youngish, eh, we're not really young. Yeah, but, well, we're you know, still the young one. We're not 70s. But yeah, I'm 35. <laughs> you're 40. <laughs> yeah, 44. We need to get up and be heard, you know, and stuff like that. We need to get up and do it right because – if, say, a new guy comes there and he don't see us doing it that way, he's not going to do it that way. And it's a way of respecting the craft to, to follow those rules that we have set to stand up, give a sign, you know, address the laws in the proper way. And I don't think I don't think enough guys see it that way. As a, it, To me, it's a sign of disrespect. 
I mean, I'm not going to take offense to it. I'm not going to hate somebody for doing it. But I might whisper some good counsel. Hey, remember, you, you were taught the first degree to dress the lodge. You stand up, do guard sign of that degree, and then you say what you say. I'm going to have to start standing up more now. <laughs> you know, and it, it, it doesn't, you know, it's not like I'm going to you know, totally berate a guy over it because I'm not going to do that. But at the same time, I'm you know going to tell you, hey, stand up while you're doing that and talk, you know. Because, you know, you – you're amazing. Stand up and be heard, man. <laughs> what else? Uh, another one for me is, uh, I don't know. I'm thinking <laughs> about some of the ones that kind of bother me that are pet peeves, which, I mean, it's not really about pet peeves, but it's just about etiquette. Now, one thing that I was told in, uh, in the past, we're not here it's been in the past and everything, but you know how the, the three lesser lights, senior digger turns on three lesser lights. Well, ours is on a switch, right? Well, I've seen lodges have them on a remote control. I've seen them have it on a, you know, a foot pedal, something like that. But the the senior deacon. Oh, I got something to add to this when you're done. The senior deacon is supposed to turn on the three or eight lights. It's not right. supposed to be someone else on the wall flipping a switch. Right. It's not a ceremony. It is an act of turning on. The three lesser lights. So I got, I got, I have something to add about that. I have that. No, I no problem having a remote control. I mean, it's not me personally, but I have heard that some Grand Lodge guys do not like that. So when I'm I not was sure in a rule, but so when I was senior deacon, two thousand nine, something like that. I don't remember what year, whatever year, uh, brother Henry, <coughs> and you've heard. Many people talk about him. He's no longer with mm -hmm. us. It was the year he was the worthy grand patron for the state of oh, Indiana yeah. for Eastern Star. Uh, I I was appointed to be senior deacon that year when he said, you take good care of my chair for me while I'm gone this year. When I was senior deacon, I would go over, senior, brother, senior deacon, display three lights. I would go down there, do it. The switch back there was on the wall where it still is. It hasn't moved. It hasn't moved, no. The light was always plugged into the floor, always. The switch was always turned on. So when I would go over there and do the altar light, the senior warden would flip the switch on. When it would be time to close, I would go back there. I'd close the three gutter lights and whatever stand up. You know how you do it. You go and you close the Bible, and then you walk back, and then they yeah. do the close, and then you go back and turn the lights off. We never did that. Oh, really? It would be when I was over there closing the Bible and wrapping up shop, they would go off. I would never have to make another trip back to the altar like yeah, you do. not the way it happened. So that was one thing I noticed when I started coming back last Like, this is taking a little bit longer. Yeah, the proper way is the way yeah, I do so it. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe somebody got popped on Lodge of Instruction during the time that I was. Could have uh, been. I don't know. But that's the way I've always done it. Away. And I have seen where they say, well, just stay out there by the altar. They know. Supposed to come back here, and the manager supposed to tell you to go turn off, order you to go turn the three lesser lights off and everything. And I always, you know, snap a finger, blow out the lights, do whatever, you know, stuff like that. I've Todd been, does something different every time, yeah, and I laugh. Yeah. He'll, like, he'll go, or he'll snap <laughs> his fingers, or he'll just point. It's hilarious to me, and I, it's so hard for me to keep a straight face. He does something every time. Someone told me to fart on him. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Come on. He'll blow up the place. I ain't going to do that. This is but, nice. um <laughs> But, I mean, it, the proper floor work, I mean, and, God, I have been beat to death with floor work, rod work, so like the order of the rod, I've been through all that stuff, where, you know, you hold your rod a certain way. I mean, you see how I hold mine. 
Oh, so that is one thing that bothers me. because You've watched me uh, hold him as a junior deacon and as a steward since you came back, and I you know, have been a deacon a couple times, three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine's usually, you know, I hold it, my hand behind my back sometimes, mm-hmm. or I'll have my hand down at my side, and I'll hold it generally straight in front of me or leaned out a little bit. One thing that drives me absolutely freaking bonkers when I go to other lodges is and generally it's all the younger newer masons that are mm-hmm. doing it I've seen guys literally sit up there and they they hold it and their hand is gripping the top yeah that's like the top like the sun the moon the yeah, they're holding that. it up there at the very top of it and I'm just like don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Because I just wouldn't be like, young man, what are you doing? It drives <laughs> me the nuts. Proper way is hold it in the middle of this balance point, and then you hold it, you know, basically close to your body under your arm, holding it when it's when you're walking. The the square compass should be pointing the way you're going. I almost shanked a guy one night when I was carrying it because. He stopped all of a sudden, and I had that thing leaned out a little too far. And, like, I mean, I almost drove it into his back one night. Like, whoa. But it should be at a 45-degree angle when you are at rest. It should be straight up and down. And the sun or the moon, whatever, should be faced out. When you're walking, it should be turned. That's the way I was always taught. So that way everybody on the sideline can see it. Cell phones in the lodge? Um, Yes. Mine's always on... Silent. Mine's always on silent. I believe they should be in here. Should we be recording everything? No. Should we take pictures? Yeah, a picture wouldn't hurt nothing. But you know, nothing that's gonna you know give away any any of our you know secrets. You know, but I mean, guys, you do have them on them because stuff happens at home. We're not a secret society. We're just a society that has secrets. True. But I mean, like I've been, uh, I was at the lodge one night. My phone went off four times in a row. I didn't answer it. But, okay, four times in a row, same number. I didn't recognize the number. Something's up. I mean, I knew it was probably one of my sisters or something like that. So I walked out walked out of the lodge room, answered the phone. Hey, what's going on? Oh, hey, it wasn't even that important. She just really had to tell me something that she thought was important that I knew wasn't very important. I'm like, well, okay, yeah, whatever. I'm busy right now. But, <laughs> but you know, but yeah, you know, I've had to where, you know, I've been in lodge, and my dad's called me saying, oh, well, so-and-so uh, – Want you to do this tomorrow or something like that. Or my boss has called me when I told him it's easier to text me. But uh, just stuff like that. I mean, people have lives outside of this building. They should be able to communicate with people at a moment's notice, I think. Here's something, since we didn't really have a format for tonight, and we're always (laughs) time-filling. If you could – certain things that you would like to see become standard etiquette. in, In our lodge in general? I mean, in our lodge or in across the fraternity in general, just certain <coughs> things that you like. You know what? If if this was done and it was just kind of a an unwritten rule, an unwritten code, so to speak. No shorts in lodge. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. That that John, I love you. If you're listening, for some reason, I don't know why that's always bothered me. It does. It's like, come on, man. You don't have to do the suit. You don't even have to do the khakis. You can wear jeans, but. Shorts, I mean, come especially basketball shorts. Yeah, basketball I seen a degree. Shorts. I seen a degree once where it was basketball shorts and flip flops. I'm like, really, yep. really? Like you could at least done, if you were gonna do shorts, you could have at least done khaki shorts with like 
tennis shoes, but basketball right. shorts and flip flops. I've seen guys come through in sweatpants and ratty ass house shoes. Like, come on, man. Like slippers. Oh, seriously, slippers. It's either my nice jeans and my cowboy boots, it's khakis and dress shoes, or it's uh, a, a semi decent pair of jeans and tennis shoes. But it's, it's I mean, it's always pants. I mean, to me, though, it's, you know, if you. You don't have to do a suit and tie or a tux or even a button-up shirt. I will not do even a, tux. a polo. I don't know why guys do the tux. <laughs> even a polo shirt, but just a, a nice clean shirt with a pair of blue jeans. No holes. No holes. It's like that. I mean, I've seen guys come in and you know, like I said, sweatpants, a ratty t-shirt, and house shoes. That's how he does fell craft. Half their nipple hanging out. Exactly, and I'm like, you're here not only to rep- you're representing yourself. How do you want people to see you? They want you want them to see you as a slob, somebody who doesn't want you. You want to be amazing. You want to be a part of us, but you don't want to put your best foot forward. Okay. Now I'm not telling you. You know, I always tell everybody wear what you wear at church. You know, if you'll wear a button-up shirt and a pair of khakis or even a pair of I wear blue jeans church. I don't care. I mean, don't judge me. I do, but but I always you know when I joined Lodge, I didn't have a suit on when I joined Lodge. I didn't own a suit until I joined the Scottish Rite, and I paid for one there. But, <clears throat> but you know, I I'm wore a it. big boy. That's a lot of material to pay for. <laughs> I bought a, uh, you know, I, I had a button-up shirt and a pair of khakis on and a pair of dress shoes. Like, yeah, I'm not telling you, you got to, you know, go out there and get all fancied up and get a haircut and shave. So like, I, I haven't shaved in under six months. I just trim everything up with a little trimmer real quick. I don't care, but. But, you know, put your best foot forward. You're here trying to – we're not here so much to impress you as you're here trying to impress us that you, you need to go on. That's and true. I, I think I, And I think that's in masonry. We have become so needy for membership, we're willing to let some of that stuff pass. Like, you know, used to be if you didn't come to lodge in a suit and tie, you weren't going inside the lodge room. You know, I know an old guy said he's an Easter star one time. An Easter star, they dress up in dresses and – you better have on a you know substar. I don't know what the new ones are, but as it used to in the middle of summer, you're having an inspection. Like, yeah, you're going to be in a suit and tie, and the ladies are going to be in ball gowns. In the middle of summer, they have air conditioning. Can you imagine how hot you had to be that stuff? It would have been unbearable. Yeah. You know, but put your best foot forward. Let everybody know, hey, I'm going to take this seriously. I may never come back to their meeting, but the time I'm here, I'm going to put my best foot forward. I ask guys all the time, say, would you get married in a pair of sweatpants and a ratty shirt? No. No. Would you uh, go see your kid, would your kid get baptized when you're wearing sweatpants and a ratty shirt? No. And house shoes? No. Would you want to stand before God in a ratty ass shirt? God, I hope if, if, the, <laughs> if the day would come, I hope he's in a good mood that day. I mean, some people will. I mean, that's just how they are. They, don't, they do not care one bit. And I don't care what everybody thinks about me, but... I care the image I put out. That's just me personally. Right. I mean, I showed up at Eureka. First time I ever went to Eureka, only time I went to Eureka. I show up and I got a pair of blue jeans on, a button-up short sleeve shirt. I mean, I'm there just uh, in a press degree. It's not anything fancy. I walk in, everybody's in, everybody in there is in suits and ties. I mean, there's two or three past grand matches in there. Every officer is in a suit and tie. I mean, everyone in there suit and tie. I'm like, I am completely under. I did. You think a little country lodge like Eureka would be a little more laid back? 
nope, every man in there suit and tie. I'm like, oh, I feel so uncomfortable right now. Yeah, every one of them. No, I mean, Dave Morgan's from there. That's, you know, he's yeah. Grand Senior Warden, Junior Warden, whatever he is. Like yeah. yeah, this year. And I'm like, I am so out of place here. And that's the only time I've ever felt that comfortable on Lodge before. You know, and I've been asked before, hey, can you, if you're, we want you to do a degree, can you wear a suit and tie? Yeah, sure, no problem. I could do that. You know, but most lodges, especially around here, the big country lodges, they don't care. I mean, we got Skinner and Bib overalls, you know. Oh, did you notice on his son's masturbate or grandson's masturbation degree, he wore his good bib overalls that night? He did. <laughs> his dress ones, his dark ones. Yeah, those dress ones, yeah. <laughs> I kind of joked about it. I was like, well, I want to look good. <laughs> yeah, those are, those, these are my good bib overalls, and I just but that, laughed. But that's all he wears. I'll tell you what, the first year I was a master, my installation night was bibs and beans. Bibs yeah. and beans. Everybody wore bibs, and we had ham and beans, cornbread, and fried uh, I hope to God you guys didn't go to the lodge room later. Yeah, oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> but I had on a pair of bib overalls, had my white shirt, my tie underneath it, and that's how I was installed. But I figured, hey, that's fun, you know? I mean, what, other, what else can you do in a lodge but dress funny? I mean, I know guys who sit in the East, they wear a different hat every, every state of meeting. Wear, wear, wear Mickey Mouse ears, wear a mortarboard, like graduation hat, a cowboy hat, a big 10-gallon, you know, big goofy hats. Just for fun, you know? Just kind of get guys talking. That's goofy. Now, let me ask you this. Okay. Uh, in Indiana, most all masters wear the same hat. I call it the pirate hat. You know, that hat yeah. right there behind you right there. Now, do you think it's uh, okay to wear your own hat? Not a ball cap, but like a Stetson or a cowboy hat or something like that? So, I know we've talked about this before. I am personally okay with who is ever in the East wearing whatever covering they want. I don't particularly – if it's going to be a ball cap, a standard, as they call the hats that many of us wear these days, ball caps – no matter what design it is, trucker hat, if it's open in the back, whatever, fitted, fitted as long as it has a Masonic logo or something of Masonic nature on it. Not a hat pin, but something that has been embroidered onto the hat. I'm wearing one. Yeah, yeah, I'm wearing a Masonic hat. You've got that nice blacked out logo one. If you're going to wear a baseball cap in the East, it should have something Masonic embroidered on it. You cannot wear, for example, who's a Pittsburgh Pirates hat. Oh, Tyson Cravener, a Pittsburgh Penguins hat. How about that? Tyson's listening. <laughs> yeah. I, I personally don't think a ball cap should be worn. I don't think it's formal enough. Well, I mean, to each to each their own. Right, but. yeah. I'm not saying it's wrong, but when I see a guy just wearing a ball cap up there, it's almost like it's a second thought. Well, that's true. You that's know, it's true. like, oh, well, I don't I don't want to wear that goofy-looking hat, so I'm just going to wear this hat. You know, and I had a Stetson. My, my, my dad bought me a nice Stetson hat whenever I was mastered. And I wore it sometimes. Most time, for a state of me, I just wore the blue hat. You know, the regular hat everybody wears. But at the same time, because that's what, that was their tradition. They say, oh, this is our tradition. Every master wears his hat. And for a couple times, I wore my Stetson hat. But a lot of times, I'd forget it at home. Or it'd be in the back seat of my truck. I didn't want to go outside and get it. So I just grabbed wear it. After a while, it just became natural for me to grab that hat. But a ball cap is kind of 
the less informal hat that you can have out there. Now I see guys wear the like golfer hats or the Peaky Blinder hat, if you want to call it, the Scully the hats. Peaky Blinder. I've not I've not watched Peaky Blinders. It's in my list of things to watch. Pretty badass show. You need to watch that one. <laughs> Uh, but you know what I mean, like you know the, the gentleman's hat, golfer's hat, duffer's hat, whatever you want to call it. Baltimore's the scuff. riverboat gambler, the gambler hats. Yeah, I guess you call it that. Gentleman hats. Yeah, my grandpa always wore them. He wore like the more bigger, you know. Ugly the Godfather called. WWF hats. Yeah, something. Dave like that. Morgan wears a hat like that sometimes. Yeah, top hat kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I had a nice steps and fedora my parents bought me and everything. And I wore it a little bit. And I can't even tell you where it's at right now. I lost it in the move. A fedora. That's that's well, No, no, no. Right not there. like the little small fedora. I'm talking like the, the oh, okay. almost Western style fedora. Okay. Okay. You know, more like a, you know, like somebody in Appalachia would have wore. Not the fashionista, I want to look cool wearing this hat was bling all over. This is a black hat that doesn't look good. <laughs> But it's almost almost a cowboy hat, but not Western enough. Not quite. Right. But, you know, ball cap, I get it. All you got to do is have your head covered. It could be anything. But at the same time, man, we're we're trying to put our best foot forward here. We're trying to impress upon the candidate the importance of this. So, pirate hat or nothing? No, I'm saying any hat but a ball cap. Any hat but a ball cap. I mean, but for a state of meeting – I don't think you worry about anything, really. Degree work. Degree work. Let's let's put our best anything foot forward on that. Cap. Yeah, anything but well, and that, and you know, don't go up there wearing a Santa Claus hat. Because I did that for our our. December oh, but what meetings. if it's Christmas time? I, and I did that. It's a Christmas degree. I, I wore a Santa Claus hat for the during Christmas one year. That'll be funny. Now some of the guys didn't like it, but what do I care? <laughs> I was one in charge. It was me doing it, but. See, I've always wanted to have a degree in Christmas where Santa Claus is elves or do all the degree work. <laughs> but I digress. If you're listening out there, everybody, that's uh, that's your cue to have some fun. Santa and the elves putting on an entered apprentice degree. <laughs> and what about, um, have you ever been to a Feast, feast of St. John's? Uh, the Feast of St. John's. I have not participated. It is coming up, yeah. I think this, this month. December. This month, yeah. Yeah, I've been to one of the table lodge they had over at Anderson, Mount Murray over there. I've never been to a table degree. Which I think we need to do one here. I think it'd be interesting. But um I do do very well at fork and knife degrees. I think everyone does that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but what other kind of etiquettes can you uh the un, as far un, as inside the lodge room. Inside the lodge room etiquettes, uh the biggest one is um you know, you talked about addressing. I want to include how important it is <clears throat> to give acknowledgement to your grand officers because sometimes they are forgotten. And sometimes you'll have a very, very, very humble member of Grand Lodge in your state uh, with us, you know, right here in the county. Uh, you know, our grand lecture for the state of Indiana, Jackie Ash, belongs to Line Lodge 743 in Jasper, one of the three – lodges here in the county uh jackie does not like getting grand honors very often he's well, he, very he doesn't deserve grand honors huh jackie don't get grand honors a grand lecturer is not get grand honors the only person who gets the grand honors is a uh past grandmaster grandmaster or the grandmaster represent oh that's right yeah dave morgan would be another one he doesn't get me it look at you go okay fine 
I studied all this stuff, dude. I had to. I'm studying. My, I'm taking my four year old. Okay, fine. <laughs> I have seen people try to give Jackie grand honors before. Maybe yeah. that's why he doesn't like it. No, you shouldn't. Uh, maybe, maybe that's exactly why he doesn't like it then. Because it, it's, it's in the monitor who you give grand honors to. It's past grandmasters, uh, grandmaster, past grandmasters. And any uh, Grand Lodge, re- anyone there to represent the Grand Master directly. So, you like, know, technically, uh, when Lodge of Instruction goes down, whoever's Terry, doing it. Terry Lee should get Grand Honors. Now, he Terry does. Terry refuses. Yeah, he doesn't. Because do I last year, somebody said something, and he said, I don't want that. It's, when well, I've been to Lodge where we had to do that. The guy demanded we did that. Well, that's just a power-hungry guy. Basically, yeah, pretty much. But, yeah, officially, Grand Honors only go to the past Grandmaster, Grandmaster, or the Grandmaster forever. Senior Grand Warden, Junior Grand Warden do not get Grand Honors. They get acknowledged and a hearty hello, but they do not get Grand Honors. Because I've been to a few things like that, and you had to – I had to basically announce, like, Five or six grandmasters, past grandmasters, stuff like that. Like our grandmaster we have from Kentucky that comes up here. Um, I can't think of his name right now. You know, the boy, Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell. He's a past grandmaster of Kentucky, and I ask him every time I see him, Ronnie, do you want grand honors tonight? Nope. I'm just one of the boys tonight. Don't even worry about me. Okay. He's a good man. Yes, he is. He's known my family for decades. I need mean, we need to go out there and see his lodge sometime. I know that. Uh, what else? You need to find out when Kentucky's having a, a degree down there and go, go to one. If we're picking up any traction in the state of Kentucky, uh, you know, look us up. I haven't seen you download to Kentucky yet. I haven't either. We're gaining some traction here. Uh, we are available, of course, where you get the majority of your podcast. There's still a few more channels I have to, uh, yeah, what are, what are put are us on. on right so, right now, now uh, we're on Spotify. That's where I listen to it. At. We're on Spotify, I believe, as I carry two phones. <laughs> My work phone's an iPhone. I believe we are on Apple Podcasts. Let me look. Um, so, w- what I'm saying this is uh, I-, I always, you know, I haven't really plugged my other podcasts on here because I'm a huge idiot on my other show, but I, I have another podcast called Steel Toes and Scoreboards where I'm a little more colorful with my language. We're hosted there on Podbean, and Podbean had a direct submission to the majority of the podcast outlet. Ah, I see my work phone. My iPhone's not getting good signal up here right now because it's uh, AT&T. Uh, anyways, uh, with the podcast hosting for this podcast, that other Masonic podcast, uh, I have to do my submissions to these other podcast channels myself. Uh, I do believe we're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we are on Spotify. Those are the two biggest ones you want to be available on. Of course, um, as the case with almost all your podcast hosting, uh, you will be available with a mini built-in listener directly through your host. So like, you can go to <coughs> rss.com and uh, look for us, that other Masonic you'll find us. Uh, I'm in the process of getting this uh, with Google Podcasts uh stitcher uh pod chaser um iHeartRadio, pandora some of these outlets were already on some is going to take time it's just it's just a uh it's 
for people out there that don't do the technical side, it, it takes a little bit of work because some of your hosting sites will take care of all this for you, and others are like, hey, we're giving you a good deal on price. You can go ahead and handle all this yourself. What about on uh, uploading to YouTube? So um, I can uh, – I I will look into that and see if it direct submits. If it does, it'll be much like my other podcast on Podbean where – it's just a still image shot, cover shot of the. Yeah. Uh, I, I love to a couple of them like that. They aren't, they're not video to them, but they're just the, the audio. They're just, it's just the cover shot, yeah, and, and the audio EQ moves throughout the whole episode. I don't I don't know if we have YouTube submission or not. If not, I will uh, look into that. <laughs> nah, it won't be that bad. Uh, but uh, – this was an interesting episode. You kind of went everywhere about etiquette, religion. Etiquette, religion. Uh, how, long, th- how long have we been going on this? This one's only a little over an hour. Hour and four minutes. Ain't bad. So we are going to try to put another one in the can, I think. Yeah, if we get more out there, more we got to listen to. But, but most generally, everybody, this is all our opinion. This is not the opinion of any Grand Lodge or opinion body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make I mean, sure we make sure we stress that. This is, I mean, we we may in the future talk about some things that are, you know, you know, would be kind of sensitive to some people. We are in no way affiliated but, with the Grain Lodge uh, of the state of Indiana. Grain Lodge of Indiana does is not telling us to do this. We didn't ask him if we could do it. We didn't have to ask him if we could do this. It's just two brothers talking about Freemasonry. Anything I think I think what did I put as our uh, our show description on it? It's uh, just anything Two brothers talk about Southern Indiana talk about Freemasonry. Yeah, just anything related to it. Yeah. And we may verge off sometimes, talk about something other than Freemasonry. Who knows? But who am I talking about Harley Ray? He's a Freemason. See it's hard to believe what that was. See, mm-hmm. I get I get a pro wrestling reference in on every episode we do of Steel Toes and Scoreboards. And again, uh I've made it through the first couple episodes without name dropping it. It's out there. I will warn you though, uh it's explicit. <laughs> it's very explicit. Um, and, you know, I try to keep a pretty square tongue on this one because of how much this means to me. But there is a lot of F-bombs. There is an occasional uh, slip with the Lord's name. I try to really watch that one. Occasionally that does slip out. It happens to us. Uh, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of you know, genitalia jokes, I guess. <laughs> Look, Todd's over here looking at me playing PC police, just word-stepping. But uh, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm at the point now where I can start plugging my other things. Uh, Todd and I might do that other wrestling podcast, maybe That's <laughs> someday. Someday, but yeah. Uh, for now, we appreciate the support. You uh, and um, you got anything else you want to tie on this one before we wrap it up? Say if you listen to this, uh, make sure you like, comment, uh, request. If you have any questions. Drop us a question. If you have any anything you want to talk about, let us know. Um, one other thing I'm going to add here. Uh, we do not have a social media channel set up for this yet. Todd uh, Todd runs an Instagram page for our lodge, uh, Bethlehem Lodge 574, something on Instagram. Just search it. Yep. Uh, I'm going to set us up a social media page on Facebook and uh, try, to, try to get us there. So... Um, you know, after you guys hear it, eventually you'll find it. It'll just be, you know, that other Masonic podcast or something like that. But uh, we always appreciate support and feedback. So please, uh, also for those of you that are old school, if you, while we don't have a social media following yet, you can email us. We do have an email address set up for the podcast that is called in 
as in the abbreviation for the state of Indiana, that's N574Masons at yahoo.com. IN574Masons at yahoo.com. Or drop in the DMs on uh, Toadwell on Instagram. Toadwell, that's so funny. Toddwell. Toddwell. Toadwell. Short and easy, everybody remembers it. <laughs> so, um, but man, my nickname back years ago was Toad anyway. So I just Toad. Well, you know. But um, <laughs> if you want to drop in on that, drop a DM on Bethlehem Lodge 574's Instagram page. Uh, any questions, comments? Uh, but whatever uh, you're streaming on, uh, leave a uh, a like, a comment, a rate, whatever you do. Because the better we are at this, the and and again, I'm going to get us. Like it. I'm going to get us out there on all the channels eventually. But we're right now we're on the two biggest channels that we need to be on, and that would be Apple Podcasts and Spotify. With Google Podcasts being the third, and uh, and to find us on Spotify, just type in that other Masonic podcast, and it should pop up. Yeah, there's a there's a crappy uh, there's a crappy. Uh, uh, what am I? Photo edited logo right now. Eventually, we're gonna have a real nice logo that's gonna be done by uh, my uh, best friend's wife. Uh, she's gonna hand draw us a nice logo and color it in with markers and paint and everything. But right now, we just got something cheap and thrown together that didn't cost me nothing, but some Google search time. But all right, so for my for my brother Todd Whaley, I'm uh, Jared Atkins. This has been another episode of that other Masonic yeah. podcast. And we will see you guys next time. Peace.